A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. You know, when you take away the titles, who are you? I change lives. That's what I do. Whether it be from the products that I offer on my website or speaking or through interviews like this, or even as a teacher and as an educator, I ultimately change lives. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews-Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey guys, welcome, welcome back to the show. Today in the guest chair, we have Zakia Blaine, the founder of FB and Fat. Zakia started her fitness journey due to extreme illness, and she was literally tired of being sick and tired. With no background in fitness, but plenty of background in every fad diet and weight loss trick around, she simply wanted to inspire others while helping them lose weight the right way. Through the creation of her international FB and Fat Weight Loss Challenge and FB and Fat Fitness Apparel, she has managed to do just that. The term FB and Fat is not about shame, but an empowering mantra for so many who want to give up during their fight to lose weight and get healthy. While on the journey to expanding FB and fat, Zakia discovered that her audience was interested in shapewear. So rather than promote another company's brand, Zakia decided to create her own. And with that, FBF Fitness evolved into FBF Body. The highly sought after shapewear has taken on a cult following of its own, largely in part due to Zakia's open and honest method of sharing herself, actually wearing her shapewear and looking amazing while doing so. I first learned about Zakia as a result of the My Taught You retreat. When she introduced herself in the Facebook group, I had to go check out her brand and I was blown away by how beloved the brand is by its customers. You don't see that with every brand. Then, of course, on the retreat, she was slaying every day, couldn't take my eyes off of her. And you know there is something special about you when just by shining your light, 
you make people want to push back their shoulders and shine their own light. And you remind people to be comfortable in the skin that they're in. In today's episode, we will learn how she got started, how she works through having a chronic illness to grow her business, and the hard lessons she's learned along the way about hiring and more. Let's get right into it. Before we jump into the episode, I want to shout out the Color Noir app. Color Noir is the first and only coloring book app devoted to all things melanin and black girl magic. It's created by Moyo and I, and we are so excited to see the impact it's already having. Thank you for sharing the designs that you've colored with us. Thank you for sharing the app. And if you haven't checked it out yet, head over to your iOS app store, search for Color Noir, that's color, N-O-I-R, and enjoy. And make sure you hit subscribe so you can get the new design drops each and every month. And don't worry, Android folks, we got you. It's coming so, so soon. Thank you for the support. Keep on coloring. This episode of Side Hustle Pro is brought to you by Podcast Moguls. Have you been looking to start your podcast? Or have you started your podcast, but you're just not seeing the downloads you expected? Well, I encourage you to head over to podcastmoguls.com for my next masterclass on your first 1,000 downloads. I'll break down how to launch your podcast, grow an audience, and increase your downloads without being on a network or having any previous experience. So you will learn how Side Hustle Pro launched in the top 50 on Apple Podcasts, how to market your podcast, because remember, you can have awesome content, but if nobody knows about it, your show won't grow. So we break down the exact steps to regularly add 1,000 plus new engaged followers on Instagram and accelerate those podcast downloads. And finally, I break down all the different ways you can monetize your podcast. So you do not want to miss this. Head over to podcastmoguls.com so you can be registered for the next masterclass. I'll see you there. So welcome to the guest chair, Zakia. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I am so happy to have you here. Your story, as I said, has been so inspirational to me and I just wanted everyone to hear it. So I would love to know in your own words, who is Zakia and what does she do at this phase in her business journey? Oh, Zakia is a life changer. Um, it was funny because remember at the retreat when Debbie had opened up with the meditation? Yes. And she said, you know, when you take away the titles, who are you? Who are you? And I was happy that I could still say I'm a life changer. Um, I don't say, you know, I, of course I am a mother, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm a retired school teacher, but I change lives. That's what I do. Whether it be from, you know, the products that I offer on, on my website or speaking or through interviews like this, or even as a teacher and as an educator, I ultimately change lives. I love that. You are so right. Yes, you do. And it's so important that we remember who we are without titles because not everyone can say that. Not everyone can oh, say that. Can't. That's the first thing people are like, what do you do? And we get so accustomed to defining ourselves by our title, some title that can be taken away, by the way. So now you touched on a few of your career paths. And it's interesting to me because you've gone through a few fields, right? You were finance, you were teaching. So what did you study in undergrad? And what was your <laughs> initial career path? <laughs> so in undergrad, um, I actually have a degree, I have a BS in education, um, early childhood education, to be exact. However, um, I initially wanted to be an interior designer. <laughs> so I went to school for that as well. 
And I went to school for psychology because then I wanted to be a psychologist. (laughs) The funny thing is I have no formal business training whatsoever. So I never intended to be an entrepreneur. That wasn't my path. Um, Not what I thought was going to be my path. That was what God had in store for me. But yeah, I have a degree in education. So that was my initial path. And did you become a teacher right after undergrad or did you dabble a bit in, you know, interior design or psychology? Well, I I became a teacher right after undergrad. However, while I was in undergrad, I was working in finance at HSBC. So I started working for HSBC when I was 19 in customer service and quickly um, got promoted to a customer service manager by the time I was 21. So I worked um, for HSBC for 11 years, literally. So um, I, I had two different things going on. So, you know, I started at HSBC when I was 19 and um, I worked my way through college there. That's how I put myself through school. I graduated from college when I was 23 and then I started teaching, but I stayed on at HSBC part-time because, you know, I was literally getting a pay, a full-time salary (laughs) at the, you know, I was making a lot of money at the age of 23. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to leave this job because I had a son. Um, his father was incarcerated. So, you know, I just worked. I literally worked seven days a week for 11 years straight. Wow. You just made me feel so lazy. Here I was complaining <laughs> about my one job and you were doing two jobs. So was it like you would go in after work the school day to literally. HSBC? Mm-hmm. Wow. Literally. Yep. I would, I would work 20 hours. So I was full-time teaching after I graduated from school, of course. Um, I literally started full-time teaching. I graduated in May. I started teaching that August and I would work, I had to remain 20 hours at HSBC. So I would do Saturday and Sunday and then about four hours. So I would do eight hours Saturday and Sunday, which would put me at 16. And then I would do four hours during the week. (laughs) So what made you finally give up that two job kind of lifestyle? Was it your son? I got or? laid. No, I got laid off. Oh man, <laughs> I was I was not giving up. Age. I was like, you are going to have to drag me <laughs> out of here. I am never giving up this money. It was, you know, because again, I had worked there for so long, and at the age of like twenty three, twenty four, I'm making over twenty something dollars an hour, and this is back, you know, this is in the early. 90s. I mean, early 2000s. So that was a lot of money back then. You get what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, oh, y'all gonna have to drag me out of here. (laughs) And then (laughs) and then they closed our department. So they offered me another job. um, But they wanted me to be full time because they were they were closing down our department and they were turning our um, our building into um, the fraud, like fraud and investigation. And so they wanted me to do that full time, but I was teaching. So, and you know, what's interesting to me. Most people, there are other people who try to do the two job thing, especially with the, the incentive being the money, but then they end up not being able to hang on to it because they don't enjoy it. Did you, it seems like you enjoyed teaching as much as you did HSBC. I mean, I did because, you know, and it was one of those things. HSBC for me was an easy job for me. You know, I liked all the people that I worked with. I liked customer service and it was easy. And so, you know, at the time I was young, I was still in my 20s. So why not 
use that time to hustle as much as I can because, you know, God knows I wouldn't be able to do that now because when I was 30, I was diagnosed with a brain disorder. So, you know, in that, in my twenties, I was just out here trying to get it. Okay. And what age range were you teaching at that time? What grade? Middle school. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I taught middle school my whole teaching career. So I taught for 11 years um, and then I retired at 34. Retired at 34. Yes. You mentioned the brain disorder. So I'm guessing that had something to do with it. What is the disorder and how did it impact your life? So I was diagnosed with Chiari malformation when I was 30. I'm 30, 31. It's been about 10 years now. Um, I started having really, really bad headaches and vertigo and migraines and things of that nature. And, you know, we went, did testing and found out I had Chiari. And what Chiari is, is basically is that you have fluid on your brain and um, your, uh, basically your, the the tip of your skull kind of dips too far into your spinal cord. Um, and then you have fluid around your brain. There's three different types. Um, some people have to have brain surgery to alleviate the fluid on their brain. Um, I fortunately did not have to, but there are so many other side effects and I have really bad memory loss, um, vertigo, migraines, nervous system, cognition. So if I repeat myself or say, I forgot something, don't, don't be mad. Um, (laughs) but that, that's a part of, you know, my, my brain disorder. So it affects me on a daily basis. Um, everything that I do. Wow. Now, when you when you were let go from HSBC and you were still teaching, mm-hmm. once you discovered you had the brain disorder, what was your thought process of what you would do next? Was it that teaching was too stressful and you were looking for something less stressful? Well, the teaching was too stressful because stress is one of the triggers um, of my headaches. So um, what happened was I was just sick all the time and I was out on leave. And, you know, I would come back and try to go to work and then I would wind up getting sick again. So I was on like, you know, short term disability on and off for years. And then finally, the district was like, look, you either have to, you know, be able to stay full time and, you know, be in a classroom all day, every day, or you have to retire. And so I was like, okay, (laughs) I'll retire. (laughs) It wasn't, it kind of wasn't like, it was like a no brainer. Like I, I literally remember the day I walked out because I didn't I didn't want to leave because I had two children. Well, I have two children. Um, and because of my medical issues, I needed my insurance. And so, you know, at the school district, my insurance was amazing. And so my biggest fear with having to retire was that, you know, I'm not going to have any insurance. I'm not going to be able to go to the doctors like I need to and get my medication. So that's why I held on for so long. And then I went I was out on leave for a while. And I had came back and my principal, he was like, you know, you have to go down to third grade or something of that nature. And I don't teach third grade. <laughs> <laughs> is, is middle school better than third grade? Uh, you know, I, I think middle school is the pivotal age for children. And I always wanted to help children in that pivotal okay. age um, of finding who they are and just remembering what it was like to be in middle school and be a girl and not really knowing, you know, what to do or have anybody to look up to. I wanted, that's where I felt I had the most impact at. And I don't necessarily like little kids. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that, that middle school was just my forte. So, 
um, they were like, you have to go teach third grade. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to sign my retirement papers. And I walked out and I left. <laughs> what was the plan at that point? I'm, there, I'm there curious. Was no plan. There was 34. no plan. So you were going to live off your savings while you figured it all out? Exactly. I, do, I was just going to pray and make sure, you know, I literally had no plan at all. I did because I walked into work not thinking that I was not going to leave that day. I had no intention. Like I walked into work ready to work. Like, you know what? I'm going to stick it out. It's going to happen. I'm going to stay here until, you know, God gives me a sign. And then God gave me a sign that morning. And I was like, you know what? You just have to step out on faith. And the crazy part is, is that this was March. I think it was March 14th. And I had been sick, like, you know, up until that point, because I had just came off leave. Mm -hmm. And literally, I was not sick at all. Like after I left and I made sure, you know, you try to hurry up and get all your doctor's appointments in and all of that stuff. And cause my insurance was going to run out at the end of the month. And I literally was not sick again until like that October, which is when I was able to actually get insurance. That is very telling. And also shout out to God for holding you down until you got insurance right. again. <laughs> exactly. 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 Wow. So when did you start FBF Body? What was your mission at the time? So FBF was started before I retired. So I had FBF at the time. Um, FBF was started in August of 2012. So I was still teaching at the time. And but I had been diagnosed with my brain disorder. So my mission with FBS was to just empower people to be proactive in their health, because when I was first diagnosed with my brain disorder, I was placed on tons of medication. Like my medicine cabinet looked like I was 80 years old. And so I looked at diet and exercise as a way to get off of my meds and, you know, just subside some of my manifestations of my disorder. And I wanted to help other people do the same thing and just not wait until, you know, you're, diag you're diagnosed with diabetes or high blood pressure to say that you need to start eating right or exercising. So for me, FBF was never like, you know, I need to lose weight to look this way. It was, I just want to be healthy. Yes. And so that's how, that's how FBF started. And what does FBF stand for? For those who don't know. <laughs> It stands for it stands for fuck being fat. Okay. So we start so we started with the FBF challenge. Um, and this is, you know, again, me not knowing anything about business, not having a business degree. Um, I wasn't even thinking I was starting a business. Like I literally just wanted to help people. So I put out an Instagram post. I mind you, this was eight years ago. So this was when, you know, there was no fancy Canva or right, any of these right. apps that help you make these amazing, you know, Instagram exactly. posts. Exactly. It was literally like, remember that? I don't know if you remember like the chalkboard. Yes, I do remember the chalkboard. <laughs> I scrolled back through Instagram the other day on someone's page. I was like, remember when this looked like this? Wow. <laughs> this like faded right. photo kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Exactly. So it was the chalkboard filter. I don't even know where it came from, but it was the chalkboard filter. And I literally put like, who wants to join a weight loss challenge? <laughs> and that was my first Instagram marketing ad. Like, and we got eight people signed up. Um, and so the the goal was that, you know, whoever lost the most weight 
in eight weeks would get a cash prize. At the time, I ain't have no cash. <laughs> I was about to say, so did they pay you? Did they pay you to participate, or was it a free yeah, challenge? Yeah, so oh, okay. no, they had to pay. You had to pay a twenty five dollar entry fee, all right, to win. But now, mind mind you, we only had eight people sign up, so <laughs> that two hundred dollars, and I think the cash prize was more than that. So I literally had to pay them out of my school district paychecks. Um, but I did. And after that, we just continue like be a word of mouth because it worked. And so people were literally losing weight. They had this sense of community and, you know, just accountability partners that they had not had before. And so and I was documenting all of this on social media, on Instagram. And it just kind of became this like this whirlwind of a snowball of you tell somebody, somebody else tell somebody else. So literally we went from starting with eight members in August of 2012. And then our last challenge, which was um, ew, a couple of years, like last year, I believe um, we had over 300 members. That's amazing. And were those first eight kind of like your inner circle were these people you no, know? No, these are people I didn't know. And it's funny because these are like my, I call them my FBF OGs. <laughs> um, like literally people. And the crazy part is a lot of these people have gone on to have their own, um, you know, health and wellness businesses. And I'm, we were at um, a yoga. My friend has um, uh, a yoga series called Vibes and Vinyasa here in Philly. And a lot of my OG FBF members are there. And like, they were like, you know, you're the blueprint to all of this. and you helped us get started. So, you know, leaders create other leaders. Yes, I love that. And, you know, a lot of times people are so worried about what, you know, oh, this person is stealing my idea or this person is doing something that looks like me. But, you know, for me, it's like I passed the baton because I don't do that. I don't do the weight loss challenges anymore. So if somebody else is like they want to pick it up, go ahead, pick it up. It's all you, boo. <laughs> I've retired out of that at this point. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm always happy when I can see people who have been a part of FBF, you know, and I get messages all the time. Like if it wasn't for you and your weight loss challenge, I would have never got on my healthy lifestyle journey. So, you know, and, and at the time there were a lot of people who were doing like, you know, weight loss challenges on social media and FBF is still here. What do you think it was about FBF that attracted strangers to kind of trust you to be their leader and not go to any other challenge on the on social media? I think for them, because they had it was my authenticity and seeing me do it and seeing me live that life, you know, even now, um, because, you know, I've gained weight in the last couple of years because of health issues and things of that nature. But people still know that I'm still all about healthy lifestyle and eating well and taking care of yourself. And they see that every day. You know, when you come in my house, you're not going to find a bunch of junk in my house. So I think when people, like they say, walk it like they talk it, mm -hmm. like that's what it really is. You know, people can see through BS and they can see when people are being fake and phony and just trying to get a dollar or whatever the case may be. So right. I think for for FBF because I was FBF. I am FBF. Even you now, are we're FBF. Yeah, we know you are living, breathing what you preach. Exactly. And even with, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, well, you should separate your personal from your brand. And 
that that's like the thing when people start talking, you know, when people are at conferences and things like that, right, and they're giving right. advice and they're like, you know, well, how do I build my social and how do I do this? And, I, and they're like, separate it. And I'm like, well, for me, being my brand has been, it's kind of been a double edged sword. Yeah. Um, because it made FBS what it is, even now with, you know, because even though we don't do the weight loss challenges, but, you know, I use every product that I sell. Um, I wear my shapers. I'm the ones who doing the shapewear videos. Yes. Oh, see, see now, now you jumping ahead, Zaki, because <laughs> I do want to know at what stage did you transition from the challenges to shapewear? Were you making enough money with the challenges to then turn it into a full time business, or did that not happen until shapewear? Well, no, we were. We FBS has always done pretty well, and you know, for me as someone, you know, everybody's business goals are different, mm-hmm. and for me, I want to be able to live a financially free life and make sure my bills are paid, make sure I can send my kids to school and things of that nature. So we were turning a profit. Now, you know, when we first started those co- first couple challenges, I remember having the negative $2.72 in my account. Like I literally have a screenshot of it. Yes, I, I saw that it. post on your Instagram page. <laughs> to remind me that, yes. oh girl, you was broke. You was, you was, you know, we, but again, that was another lesson that I had to learn in just, you know, managing my money properly. Um, so, you know, we, we started to make a profit um, after a while. And this is right after I had retired because at this point now, FBF was now my only source of income. So, I had to step it up. So we just, but we also just didn't just have the challenge. We have apparel. So, you know, our F, our fuck being fat t-shirts are really, really popular. So at the time I had went out to LA and like BET awards. And I was like giving Karen Civil and Angela Yee and Nicole Bitchy at the time, Nicole Kane. She was Nicole Bitchy at the time. Um, just out there by myself. Like I'm going to make this thing do what it do <laughs> because this is all I have. So, you know, it, it, it was working. And it so working. these people, did they start buying from you? Is that what happened? Well, yeah. Well, our, see, what happened was I already had a built-in base for apparel okay. because we already had the challenge. Right. So the apparel came out of request from my challenge members because they wanted something that they could wear to the gym. They wanted something, you know, that you could just build the camaraderie because, mm-hmm. you know, if you see an FBF t-shirt out on the street, and you see somebody else with one, you're like, hey, girl, you, you get what I'm saying? Right. Or it's something that you immediately, you're like, where'd you get that? I want one. Exactly. Where'd you get that? I want one. So, you know, I remember even like my business cards because they had fuck being fat on them. And everybody's like, whose business card is this? Of course, here I would come. <laughs> hey, it's me. Um, so, you know, and then also at the time, my cousin was doing um, Selena Johnson's hair. And uh, she was on R&B Divas. And my cousin was wearing a FBS sweatshirt and she was doing her hair. And so then Selena was like, again, where'd you get that from? I want one. Because, you know, anybody who has struggled with weight um, is on a weight loss journey. Fuck being fat is really what they want to say. Yep. Like in their head, they're like, I'm over this. I'm tired. It fuck being fat. And literally that's how the term came about. I was literally outside. We were, I was teaching at the time. Me and my um, co-worker, we were out walking because we would like walk every day and it was like 90 degrees 
And she was like, man, it's hot. She was like, man, fuck being fat. I was like, man, fuck being fat. Yeah, that and outdoor like, workout is another level of frustration. Like, I know I'm exactly. not in the sun, and it's still fat. Like, what? Exactly. <laughs> like, what am I doing? And so it just resonated with so many people. Mm-hmm. Now, again, this was six, seven, it'll be seven years in August. So this was seven years ago. Um, and so at the time, it just really, really resonated with people. And then so Selena got, I sent her a sweatshirt and she started wearing it on R&B Divas. And so, you know, when they do the confessionals on reality TV, she would literally have an FBF shirt on every time. Oh, wow. Now that is good. Now that is good promo. <laughs> right, right, right. The confessional and so then she video, had, okay. Exactly, the confessional. So then, of course, you know, because I, I'm very social media savvy, when she would be on, like when R&B Divas would be on, because this is when Twitter was popular too, I would, they were like, people would tweet her like, where'd you get that from? And here I would come swooping in. <laughs> hey, it's me. You can get it right here. <laughs> you know, I take advantage of all yes. of my promo. Look, all of my free promo, I'm right mm-hmm. there. I'm like, hey, let me tell you where. And so I would literally just do that all the time. Yes. Um, you said it finally started being profitable after a while. Now you're the t-shirts are picking up at what point was it like oh this is a comfortable living like this business is I'm not looking for another job I'm not gonna keep on you know thinking of this as like something I'm just doing as a temporary thing like this is going to be it well I've never since I left I've <laughs> there has never been any I've never thought about getting I, I can't work so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally I've literally never thought about getting another job since I stopped teaching SBS is everything that I know. And so for me, if I was making more than I was making teaching, that was okay. Mm-hmm. Or even if I was making the same amount of money, you get what I'm saying? Like for me, when we first, when I first started SBS, I just wanted to supplement my income and make sure that I could, you know, keep up with my bills. I've lived in the same house for 13 years. So, you know, my mortgage has been the same. My bills have been, I've had the same bills for the last, for the whole time that FBS has been in existence. So for me, I just wanted to be able to, you know, at the time when I was teaching, I was making about, you know, 80000 $80,000 a year. Um, so if I could bring home $5,000 a month, I was cool. I was like, this is, this is fine by me. This is amazing. Yes. You know, that was my goal too. <laughs> yeah. When I quit, I was like, okay, if I can just bring home 5000 my bills are paid, I'll be all right. <laughs> exactly exactly and so i was just like so so anything on top of that is like girl you rich <laughs> so then you know when i started hitting like five figures and twenty thousand yes. i'm like hold up excuse me what's this like huh i don't know nothing about that and so i'm like and that really came with the shapewear. The shapewear. So, so let's talk about the shapewear now. So how did you learn to develop shapewear? I see on your site it says brought to you by Miracle Suit. Tell us how this works. So what happened was I had I was in I was on vacation and I had went and got some shapewear from um, the mall or something. And I was in the I was, you know, putting it on and it was amazing, right? And so this Snapchat. So I'm like, I, I, I differ between all my social media platforms. Yes. So I was on Snapchat at the time because this was when Snapchat was like a thing. 
And so I had showed everybody this amazing shaper that I had just got. And I was like, oh, my God, this shaper is amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. And literally 800 people screenshot it. Right. On a Snapchat. What? On a Snapchat post. Oh, my. So I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Because this is when you talk about influencers and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Right. Yep. Yep. You know, I never like to sell other people's products. (laughs) Say that again. Say that again. No shade to the influencers. No shade at all. No shade at all. No shade at all. We're talking business here. It's time for business. Yes. But if I am going to sell a product, it's going to be my own. Yep. So when I saw 800 people screenshot, I started adding dollars. And I Mm -hmm. was like, wait, this could be be me. Mm -hmm. So I remember... One of my homegirls, um, Shantae, who has a business. Okay. She was like, you know, she said, anytime, and this this is like early on in business before people knew like the trade secrets and had access to everything. She said, if you ever want to find out how to get something like private label and stuff like that, she's like, if you ever want to find out how to get something, look at the manufacturer on the back. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I looked at the manufacturer on the back. I was like, oh, I need this. <laughs> I was like, I need this. I need to get in contact with whoever manufactures this. And that's exactly what I did. So literally, it was like a Saturday um, when I was getting dressed, saw the 800 people. I looked on the back. I found the manufacturer and I contacted their sales department. Um, And I emailed them. I said, look, I have this business. I already have, you know, the platform. I already have the customers. Yep. I need this to be for me. <laughs> I need this. And they were like, okay. <laughs> and literally, that's how it happened. I put in my first order. They sent me the shapewear. And the funny part is the shapewear didn't sell really good at first, right? Yeah. Not that, like, like that I thought it was going to sell. I've heard you say so, that. What, what What do you think it was? Because by then you had an audience. So why do you think, What were they just not ready for the switch? Well, it was, I don't know if they were not ready for the switch, but it was in the way that I was marketing it. Okay. So, um, when I first got the shapewear, I was literally doing video. I mean, picked, I was, you know, doing photo shoots and this is even with FBF. I would literally schedule a photo shoot every month. We would, you know, I would have new t-shirts every month, um, body belts and stuff like that. And, and then the shapewear, we would do photo shoots for the shapewear. A photo shoot didn't show, didn't relay how the shapewear actually worked and transformed you. There was no before and after, right? Right. So maybe two years ago, um, I was in Atlanta. It was my cousin's birthday. It was two years ago. It was my cousin's birthday two years ago. We were getting ready to go out to dinner and I was putting my shapewear on. And something in me was like, you should make a video. (laughs) So I literally propped my phone up, you know, no fancy gear, no photos. You didn't buy out Amazon, one of those kits and (laughs) no, no lighting. Literally, my cousin was running around in the background of the video naked because I had to like (laughs) pop her titty out. Like (laughs) she she was getting dressed. I was getting dressed. I had my scarf on. Like I was like, let me just do a video. Did the video and literally like boom. That was the change in trajectory. 
So went from selling maybe like 50 pieces a month to now not even being able to keep like we can do a hundred thousand dollars in sales in a month. Listen, I just want to pause just to, uh, just to recognize and clap for you because that is amazing. And I love Thank that you. I love that you recognize what wasn't working. Um, sometimes we tend to, from the outside looking in, see what other people are doing, and we're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that must be working." So I'm going to do that. But then you realize you really have to study. And you really have to take time mm-hmm. because sometimes even though it looks like it's working for somebody else, it might not even be working all that great. They might not be profitable. Those might just be pretty pictures. And so I love right. that you discovered and tested that video and realized, you know what, when I'm here in my bedroom with my makeup, you know, all in the background across the bed and, you know, it, not great lighting. This is actually what people want to see because then they believe you. They know it's for real. They, they see you. Exactly. And they know it's for real. They know, like, I'm literally putting my clothes on just like you. Mm-hmm. And the same way every every woman gets ready, you know, with their homegirls or whatever the case may be, or by herself, getting ready, try to make sure her outfit is banging and she is snatched and she looks good. That's exactly what I was doing. Hey, guys, it's Nikayla here with a quick word from our sponsors. So the number one question I get about side hustling is how do I get started? And the other day I decided to kind of take inventory of what I was doing in my early days of side hustling. How did I get started with Side Hustle Pro? And the biggest thing that stood out to me is that I was always investing in skill and personal development. And I like to do just-in-time learning. So when I was ready to do something new or try something else, I would invest in a class to learn that skill and then practice implementing it. So the rest of my development and learning came from my actual experience. So I highly recommend you do the same. What is it that you want to do? Do you want to finally put up your website? Then head over to Skillshare and take a class on putting up your website. Do you want to get started with social media and you're not sure how to start? head over to Skillshare and start taking some classes. Skillshare is so great because it's an online learning community. It has over 25,000 classes in anything you can think of from photography to entrepreneurship, even podcasting. And right now they are offering a special offer just for Side Hustle Pro listeners. You can get two months of unlimited access to Skillshare for free. Imagine what you can do in two months, how many classes you can take. But remember to do the implementation piece, all right? So head over to Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro. That's Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro to get started with your two free months. And one more time, that's Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro. And you know what else is so great about your brand that I think is your secret sauce, too, is you really focus on loving yourself and loving your body at all sizes. So a lot of the messaging Mm -hmm. we see around shapewear is promoting this ideal of us getting skinny, where you are talking about not being focused on a number, being focused on things fitting well. Like, you, you can look good in anything. It just needs to fit well. You need to wear your size. Exactly. And you need the right shapewear. <laughs> exactly. I was just talking about that the other day, you know, because my, um, you know, and I always, I, it's funny because I take so much inspiration from other women. But mm-hmm. my one of my friends who's another, she's a hairdresser. She was in Dubai and she's a plus size woman and she looked amazing. And I'm just literally just like, there is no excuse. I don't care because what happens to women, unfortunately, is that they get into this hole when they are not in the body that they 
they are used to. Yep. Not that they think they should have, but they are. Yep. But they are used to. You know, and th- and this was even with the thing with FBF. You know, people thought FBF was just for plus size women. And I'm like, FBF is for any woman who is not comfortable in her skin. Mm-hmm. And I know women who are 120 pounds who are not comfortable in their skin. I know women who are 340 pounds who are not comfortable in their skin. But we all go through life and things happen in our lives. You know, you have children, you get diagnosed with something or, you know, you get into an accident and you can't, you don't have the mobility like you used to. Yep. You might put on a couple pounds and it might not be the body that you're used to. If you've been 120 pounds your whole life and you gain 20 pounds, girl, that can be devastating. It can be devastating. And so what happens is that women tend to get into this rut and they literally will torment themselves every day by going to look inside of a closet of clothes that they can no longer fit. And we think in our heads that, oh, this is this is my goal. This is my goal. I'm going to get back to this. But every time you walk in that closet and you can't fit it, you are tormenting yourself. Yes. That is messing with your mental health. Instead, go get you some clothes that fit home, girl. <laughs> yes. And get you a safer. I think I finally reached bra. that point in my life. A couple, like this year, really. Because, yes, I used to hold on to this one dress. And I'm like, Girl, it was a dress. Get rid of it. Yes. <laughs> it was a dress I had on in my profile picture when I met my now husband. And I'm like, I'm going to get back in this dress. I was like, Girl. you know what? This is not me. Like, that was a different get to a new dress. And <laughs> I get another dress. <laughs> I don't want to be that girl anymore. Like, look good in the skin you are in. Focus on that. And exactly. It, I like what you said about the 120 pounds, too, because actually the first time I ever wore shapewear, I had to be like a size four. It was like my spring formal in college. And um, I, the dress just needed to be smoothed out. And I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is amazing. This shapewear stuff. Like, exactly. Just like that. You're smooth underneath your clothes. So exactly. Wear your size. Think, you yeah. know, the, the stigma is that uh, only plus size women wear shapewear. They're trying to trick men and, you know, be, no, I just want my, cl- I just want to be pulled together. I, and that's the same thing. You know, when people say that about women, I say, well, women wear bras too. I said, and look, when you take most women, when they take them bras off, them things go down south. <laughs> so if you want to talk about somebody lying, you just might as well say women lie all day because no, nobody's breast is sitting up. Most not not there are some people, many, but most people they're going left, right, side to side, child, down, left, right, side, anywhere side, but up, down, up, anywhere but up, <laughs> anywhere but where they are in that bra. So don't think of it like you're hiding. Because I'm like, shoot, my man will put my shaper out on the bed and be like, "Oh, you wearing this? Yes, I am. Thanks. <laughs> put it, put it out next to my dress. I, I'm, I'm gonna be wearing it today. Yes. So. It's about what makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And was it hard getting the exact thing you wanted developed? Did you have to send back, send it back a couple of times or was it easy working with the manufacturer? It's easy. You know, samples, samples are hard and samples are expensive. Like right now, I'm literally going through the process of another new product that we're having, um, you know, for our apparel line. Because we Ooh, still do wait. t-shirts mm-hmm. and apparel and things of that nature. Um not just the shapewear. So I still want to stay loyal to, you know, our true, true diehard FBF who is right. in the gym because that's what we still do. We are still like, you know, and I changed from FBF fitness to FBF body because I just wanted to encompass everything. Yes. Not just, you know, not just the fitness aspect of it, but are you mentally well? Um, and I just felt FBF body 
fit everything that we do. And our mission is still to empower people to live their best, most healthy lives. So, you know, samples, you know, like we get one sample, one sample might not fit, the other sample fits. And then you're like, okay, yes, I got it. Um, and then, you know, you want to make sure that it launders properly. So there, there's a lot that goes into everything because literally most of the things that, not most of the things, every product that we have, um, whether it's our body belt, our body oil, our shapers, I'm literally hands-on with everything um, because I use it. And that's literally how everything has gotten started. Even our detox tea that we have, our SBFT, um, again, I made the formulations. I just want things to be right for people. And I think that's one of the other reasons why we do so well is because people know I'm not giving them BS. Right. How do you feel about putting yourself out there in your stories and on your page? Do you ever get exhausted of sharing your life to market your brand? I do. Um, I have this, uh, and I've always had it, this like love-hate relationship with social media because in real life, I'm not a very, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound funny. I'm not a nice person. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I know I'm laughing a lot in your ears this episode, but, <laughs> you know, you know what? It's hard to be patient, as patient as you need to be on social media. So yes, I, I can get real, that. In yeah. real life, I'm not patient at mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for me, a lot of times that I'm on social media, even though, you know, I I give a lot and I have no problem with talking and I love engaging with our audience. Um, I've gotten to a point now where I just feel like people don't respect boundaries Mm. and they feel like because they've purchased a product from you, um, you know, they supported your business that you owe them your firstborn child. Um, And that, you know, because there are some people who are on social media who do do that. So it's kind of like when you are in a sea of social media, right. And you have, one brand or business or person who, you know, answers everybody's questions and, you know, tells everything and has no boundaries. Right. And then you have another person over here who has a business as well, but they have boundaries. Then it's like, oh, well, this person over here is nicer than you. Or you get what I'm saying? Right. Right. And they're going to give me everything I ask for. That's okay. You need to be over there. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to, you know, I say this all the time. You have to advocate for yourself. And I will unapologetically advocate for myself every day. And if that means that I have to put up boundaries, you know, something as simple as speaking. I'm very big on greeting people. And, you know, on social media, media people are strangers. Mm-hmm. And, and people don't speak. Like, they will literally go in your DM, send you a whole, can you give me this, 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 and this, and didn't say hi. No hi. No hello. Just, uh... No hello. How you doing? Nothing. Like, speak to me. And if me telling you to speak to me is mean, or whatever, guess what? I'm mean. Because I'm going to tell you to speak to me. So, you know, I do feel like Right now, I'm actually looking for someone to hand, handle my, like, DMs and things okay. like that on social media. <laughs> just because it becomes so much. Right. It becomes so... It, it just becomes a lot. And 
But I at the same time, you, behind you, it. oh yeah, I get anxiety behind DMs too. That like unread, you know, cue that's just lingering there for you. It's like I want to get to them right. all so I could see zero messages. But at the same time, that's that takes it something takes out, of out of you. Yeah. Exactly. Um, because those it, are all questions gives, gives, to get back to. Yeah, it gives you it gives me anxiety. And because I actually do suffer from panic anxiety disorder, mm. it's like it's a mental health thing for me, you know, because a part of my brain disorder is that I have these other mental health things because my brain is not right. So so how do you balance the selling on social, because I think you do it so well in like you're you're telling people about the product, um, you're making it. Um, clear, accessible, and it's so important to your business. How do you balance setting boundaries but also selling? Setting boundaries, being mean sometimes. (laughs) You know, somebody said the other day, they was like, you are queen of checking people. I said, I am. Yeah. Because sometimes you you have to check people. Um, And I do it with a smile because it's said with love. But even when I was a teacher, I've always been that person. You know how you go to school, you got the teacher that you can play in their classroom all day and act a fool. Mm-hmm. And then you got the teacher that you know you better not say nothing when you walk in her room. You better do everything she say. Yep. I was that teacher. So I was the teacher that you knew not to play with me, but you knew I had your back as well. Right. So I'm the same way on social media. People know, don't play with me. Like, don't. don't play with me because I can smile you know I will smile all day and I'll try to keep it as professional as I can but at the end of the day I'm still a person and you have to respect that that I am a person and you know you'll just get blocked yeah <laughs> and you set those boundaries as well in how you distribute orders so do you still do fixed shipping windows if so can you tell us a little bit about that so um our all of our orders ship at first um everything would ship within uh, there was we we would only ship on Wednesdays, and that was again to accommodate my illness because I I'm not well all the time. So before I actually had staff to do orders, I would literally have to say, okay, I if we have these orders, we're only going to ship on Wednesdays. That means that if I happen to have a flare up or get sick in between here, I can still make sure that it gets out on time. Because remember, I'm I'm customer service lady. I was a customer service manager for 11 years. Mm-hmm. So if anything, um, you know, our customer service is exceptional. And I always like to do what I say I'm going to do. So now all of our orders ship out within three business days. Okay. And it is, you know, on the website multiple times, sent in an email. <laughs> <laughs> you, get it, you get it like five times. Because again, customer service. I was going to say, does that, does having those fixed times lead to more customer service work? <laughs> well, no, it, it actually doesn't because people under, because it's, sta- it's stated multiple times. Okay. What I know in having a customer service background is that put everything in writing, state it multiple times. So, you know, when you go to, a, and I like to answer customers' questions before they even ask them. So on our website, when you go to shipping, it, clearly says we'll ship within three business days. You get what I'm saying? Even if it's priority. And it says we'll ship within three business days of order date. So they know. Then when they get their confirmation email, it says your order will ship within three business days. So it's literally repetitive. 
repetitive. So we probably, we don't get that many inquiries anymore about when things are going to shift. And do you handle that part all yourself? Do you, or do you use chatbots or hire a team for customer service? I normally do customer service by myself. Um, I do have uh, one more customer service person who handles emails as well. But I'm, you know, I have a hard time as most entrepreneurs do with letting the reins go. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, actually letting the reins go has been one of the biggest like, I remember talking to my leak years ago and I was like, I just can't find a good team. Like, you know, it's, it's like that turnover that you have, especially when you have social media popularity yeah. is really, really hard. Yeah. Because people don't want to work. You know, they just want to be what they call it now, clout chasing. That's that's the word. Mm-hmm. They just want to be they just want to be down, you know, to be to say that they are down and they don't actually know that there's work entailed with what goes on. Mm-hmm. And not always glamorous work. Exactly. Not all, always glamorous work, you know? So, you know, if you are packing all of my orders and then, you know, I get on social media and I'm like, oh, we got all the orders out. And maybe people think, oh, well, I did it. And then you over here mad because I didn't give you the credit, but you're getting paid. That's a, that's your job. You get what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, I'm not supposed to give you the credit. <laughs> No order. That's what you're getting a paycheck for you, because you are you are working, and I'm giving you the credit every day. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, like, no, no, I it, do because it's like you're not always going to get the praise. Like every single day you walk in, it's not thank God you exist. You know, thank we wouldn't be able to run right. without you. That's a given, and and you will be thanked as much as possible. But it, you won't always feel like every day is a praise fest. And then especially if you're looking for social media, rec- like, you know, now everybody wants to be recognized on social media. Uh, if you wear something, if you buy the shirt from me, you better post it. Or if you did this, you better post it. You get what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. tag me, do this, do that. Everybody wants to be recognized publicly. I'm going to recognize you privately, making sure that you are paid on time, making sure that your working conditions are amazing, you know, just taking you out to lunch, all of those things. You might not necessarily be recognized on social, but unfortunately that's where people's minds are Mm. because they want that. They want, that's why a lot of people attach, try to try to attach themselves, especially to people who are pop, who have businesses on social, who are actually popular on social as well. Yeah. You know, if, if you work at, you know, TD Bank. You ain't going there telling your boss to tag you on. You're gonna be like, <laughs> put me, put me on your social. No, you're not doing that. You're not. So why are you doing that when you're coming to work for me? <laughs> In addition to hiring, what do you think has been the biggest challenge or biggest mistake that you've made, and how have you overcome it so far? Uh, biggest mistake. Hiring is really my biggest thing. I don't really think I have. I don't have too many mistakes, um, but just I think me trying to always put people on and, you know, not necessarily looking at if they could actually do the job, but trying to give people sometimes trying to give people opportunities blindly is one of the biggest mistakes that I tend to make because I like to support black businesses. You know, I like to support women. And so I will give people opportunities and it'll sometimes bite me in, in the booty. <laughs> Ooh. So, you know, I, 
I'm I'm just like I'm not a good hirer sometimes. Like okay. I'm always like, I wanna help, I wanna help, I wanna help. But I also I'm not to say I don't have structure. I'm very like I'm not a type A personality. I'm very kind of like go with the flow type of person. Mm-hmm. So I oftentimes don't think that I have the structure to be like bossy boss. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. Or like, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm a boss. I can, you know, I can handle my business. But when you think about like, I'm kind of like the cool boss. Just like I'm like the cool mom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have to just get better at firing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. So I heard you mention merchandise. What is next for FBF Body? Before we jump into the lightning round, we still have the lightning round. But what is coming up next for you? Well, we have our new um, athletic apparel coming out, um, which will be in a couple months because, you know, that takes time. Like literally from beginning of inception to idea to actually ending up in the in shipping and receiving is crazy. So that's coming up and, you know, just continuing to do the work that I do, helping women feel confident about themselves, loving themselves. Um, and just more merchandise. You know, we're at the tail end. I have an exit strategy. So, you know, I'm just planning to bust it out for the next three years. Okay. Oh, we have to talk about that. You can't just drop that real subtle like that. What do you mean <laughs> you have an exit strategy? So um, is this something that, yeah, What is what does that mean? So, again, you know, I have a brain disorder. And a lot of this takes a lot of toll mm. um, on my health. So... For me, at, at the capacity that 
I do FBF now. Like we have, you know, over a thousand orders a month. And so that becomes a lot. Um, and just having to be on social because there's a day, there are days when I don't want to be on social or I don't feel well enough to be on social. So knowing that my brand is my brand because of me, mm-hmm. knowing that when I have to step away from that, it will not be where it's at, you know, or at the highest it could be because I am the face of my brand. So, you know, I plan to have FBF for another three years. We're going to do a 10 year run. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and then as I'm exiting out, everything will be, you know, real estate investments and just other businesses where I don't have to be so hands on or the face of the brand anymore. Okay. And thank you for sharing that with us, trusting us enough to share that with us. Um, Something that stands out to me there is I think sometimes what I hear from people is a lot of reservations about putting themselves out there, being the face of the brand. And I also feel like there's a little bit of condescending talk about that sometimes like, oh, you know, your business needs to be independent of you. But what we all have to keep in mind is one Everyone is really, there is no expert. Everyone is making things up, learning on their own, mm-hmm. making an educated guess, going with that and learning from what happens. And also, not everything is your end-all, be-all business. Like, there are things that you will do to get to a certain financial place in life and then do something else. <laughs> right, exactly. So don't but get it, caught up I in mean, what you see people doing at this exact moment. Exactly. It's not the, because again, this was, this was never my plan. This was God's plan. And Mm -hmm. I feel like God has used me in such a way, um, just all throughout my life, whether I would, like I said, whether I was teaching just to be able to impact people's lives. So whether, whether it is FBF or cause you know, our real estate, we are literally, um, I'm buying back, trying to buy back as many blocks as I can. (laughs) Um, and just provide housing for single mothers, just being a single mother myself. So you just go from one, one, you have to pivot and you have to change in life and just do one thing, you know, and even people say your brand has to be independent of you, but you know, if there was no Beyonce, you know, her music would still sell, but she is Beyonce. Yep. You get what I'm saying? So right. she, like she's Beyonce. And I think too, speaking of that, and we're, uh, we're going to get into the lightning round y'all, but speaking of that, even Beyonce sees things struggle when she's not all the way there for it. Look at Ivy Park. Like it always exactly. goes through a surge when she does full on focus on it. But then when she, you know, isn't really focused on it, like people aren't thinking about it. And, you know, that's why she's done the Reebok partnership. So there are a lot of big brands who need to have that ambassador or have it centered around them. And the final thing I'll say there too, is you've just reminded me of this concept of paying your dues. We all have to do it. Like when you enter, or when you start out as an assistant before you become supervisor, um, there are certain businesses that you pay your dues with so that you can do what you want to do. Me being a customer service, like I never knew that that's what this was preparing me for. Mm -hmm. But just working at HSBC for 11 years and being in customer service literally prepared me for what I do now, because one of the main cornerstones in any business is your customer service. Yes. And, you know, my customers will tell you, they, you know, I don't believe the term the customer is always right. <laughs> but <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> but we will have a fair discussion yes. and we will discuss what's going on mm-hmm. because, you know, working in customer service all those years, 
no, the customer's not always right. They're not. It's, it's just, it's just one, it's just a fact. Yes. You know, that customer is always right. That's, that's a, a, a ploy. It's not a fact because <laughs> <laughs> customers can be very wrong. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you just still, uh, that does not negate or that does not mean that you address them in any different way. You still give them amazing customer service, even if they are wrong. Yes. And, and people will respect you for that and respect your business for that. And so I think that's another reason why we do so well is that, you know, I try to make sure that everything I say is the truth. If we say we're going to get your order to you by this time we're shipped out, it's going to happen. You know, we're not holding on to your money. Like we just stand by everything that we say. Yes. All right. Now let's jump into the lightning round. You just answer the very first thing that comes to mind. You ready? Okay. All right. (laughs) Number one, what is a resource that has helped you in your business that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? Um, I would say a resource is friends. Other entrepreneurs have been amazing resources to me. And so I think we need to talk more as entrepreneurs. And remember at the retreat when Lovey was like, she, you know, we sit down, we talk about how, who, how much everybody's getting paid and uh-huh. all of these things. We don't keep those things secret because if I'm over here getting 10,000 for a gig and this same person is trying to hire you and only pay you a thousand, like, you know, we need to we talk about that. Room, but right. we, need to, we need to talk about that. We need to see why there's such a discrepancy mm-hmm. in the pay. So yep. just other entrepreneurs, like I said, when, how I got the shapewear was from another friend, another entrepreneur who says, Ikea, this is how you get on with private label. This is what you need to do. So a lot of other resources have been other entrepreneurs. All right. What about business books? What's been the best business book that you've consumed this year or even in life? The Go-Giver is a good one. Love that book. And as I was reading it, I was like, oh, that's me. (laughs) I was like, I already do these things. (laughs) It's the Go-Giver, you said? G-O? The the Go-Giver, yes. It is an amazing, it is an amazing book. It has five laws um, that, it's it's like a parable. So it's really, it's a really short read. It's only like 120 pages. But it's a parable of this man who couldn't get his business together. He was wondering why, like why his business wasn't succeeding. And so he went to like, and learn all these different lessons about business. Hmm. So, you know, the one of their five parables, the law of value, the law of compensation, the law of influence, the law of authenticity and the law of restitivity. So, and as I was reading it, I was like, Oh, I do all of that. I'm authentic. I have influence. I compensate. I provide value. You know, a lot of times people don't understand, like even with me selling stuff, Mm -hmm. people don't necessarily come to my page for shapers or come to FBF for shapers. Like they literally like, oh, I I followed you because I wanted to buy a shaper, but I get so much more from you every day. Mm. Just in providing value to people and giving them something that they're not necessarily knew they needed. You know, we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about money. We talk about savings. We talk about shapewear. We talk about relationships. Yes. We talk about single mothers. We talk about all kinds of stuff because this is the life that I've lived. Yep. Like I've lived all of these things. And so that provides value to people. And so when they think like, you know, when I do have a sale, they're like, oh man, that helped me with this. Let me go buy a shaper. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> No, I get it. 
You get what I'm saying? So that's the law, the law of value. And you also have to be a giver um, and able to receive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't know, like, so like every Friday I give away a $50 gift card on our website, you know, for um, our secret emoji contest that we have. You know, I do a lot of donating behind the scenes that people don't necessarily know about all the time. Um, so I think that's also why you can't get anything with your hand always closed. I love that. What about number three? What is a non-negotiable part of your morning routine? Prayer. Mm. Pray before I open my eyes. Okay. <laughs> number four, what's a personal habit that has helped you significantly in your business? Boundaries. Having just, just having boundaries and being very clear with what those boundaries are, even with, you know, with business. If you say your business hours are from nine to five, those are your business hours. Remember on, remember on uh, Five Harvest, he was like, my business hours are from nine to five. <laughs> and he was like, come back and see me doing my business hours. They are from nine yes. to five. <laughs> but that keeps you sane. Mm-hmm. Like when you set boundaries and you stick to the boundaries that you set, then people respect you. Yes. And they will adhere to those boundaries. Like, okay, this is business time. It's not, it's not nine to five. That's Mm -hmm. when you can contact. I'm not all around the clock. Just come hit me up and all method. You know, I I didn't start working a nine to five so I could be working 24 seven. Yeah. I I didn't do that. Nope. All right. Final question. (laughs) What is your parting advice for fellow women entrepreneurs who want to be their own boss, but are worried about losing a steady paycheck? save your money because see here's the thing when I stepped out on faith I didn't save any money so you know I was just like I'm gonna just ride it till the wheels fall off I'm gonna just bet on myself so a lot of it is but now you know I'm a very 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 big firm believer in at least trying to save so that you can get the business started but you don't have to you know because I started FBF with zero dollars we started our apparel with $75. So, you know, to go from $75 and then hit a million dollars in sales last year, that it can be done. But if you're going to do it, you got to do it. You can't play with it. You got to be all in. All in. Well, thank you so much for being all in and always and all that you do sharing yourself. I know it's not always easy. I know it is exhausting, but I personally, I I just want to let you know that your light and your magic shines and it is, it's touching people in ways that um, I can't always necessarily articulate, but I just know when I learned about you, you know, through intros and the, and my taught you retreat Facebook group. And I, you know, went to your page and was exploring more about you, of course, met you, but I was just like, oh, wow, she's like amazing. Like this is how come I've never heard about this? And, you know, you're not just talking about your shapewear all the time. But when you do talk about your shapewear, it's like, oh, that that's amazing as well. So thank you for being willing to share your light with the world, especially with all that you go through, you know, on the health front. Thank you so much. I feel I've enjoyed this. I feel like you've laughed a lot. You I know. Gotta keep me out. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I've laughed a lot, but you know, you, you all get the real reactions, real time. So um, I'm sure you're laughing too at home. I hope so. Right, because that's what I want to do. I want to just put a smile on people's faces yes. and just you know let people know that they everybody is worthy. And sometimes right. we get so stuck in life and 
because life can beat you down. Yep. Um, but trust me, for anybody who's listening, I, my story is a story for the ages. And if I'm still standing, you can still stand up too. Yes. And so where can people connect with you after this episode? You can find me on all the socials at FBF Body. Um, website is fbffitness.com. And yeah. All right, guys. So there you have it. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. Now stay connected in between episodes by texting Side Hustle Pro to 44222. You'll get my weekly Six Bullet Saturday newsletters where I share what I'm up to, what I'm reading, my business tip of the week, and resources to help you grow your side hustle. And I'm working behind the scenes on some live events, which my email list will get access to first. So make sure you're in the loop. Text Side Hustle Pro to 44222 or visit sidehustlepro.co slash SBS. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 